הרני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שדרנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכנע אף הקדוש מה שבא ארצם אביבחד רבנו הקדוש תדיק יסוד עולם נחן נווה מקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן עושה גם את שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן אומן זוכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן ברוך השם a new סעיף הנציחות ערן a new lesson conversation 145 a very beautiful conversation maybe the first of its kind as we're going to see here the power of combining תורה ותפילה Um, Rabbeinu is going to say things over here that are chidushim, uh, novelties that nobody's ever heard of, if you, unless you came across and come across in the works of Rabbeinu. Uh, something that Rabbeinu was very known for, that he advocated very much, the combination of study and prayer. Rabbeinu said, he said, the Mit Nagdim, the Mit Nagdim, they focus on, they focus on only study. He says the Hasidim, they only focus on prayer. But I say we pray, we study and we pray. We need both. But Rabbeinu says, you sandwich the inyan of limud with tefillah. You pray, then you study, and then you pray on what you just studied. And we're going to see here a little bit more about what this means. Let's hop right into the sikha. Kuf memhe. Che diber imi vegilali. Hadeach lasot meatorot tefillot kanispas belikotit inyan asiman chavhe. When Rabbi Nathan says that when Rabbeinu spoke with me, and he revealed to me the new way, this new derech, this new path, that a person must make, From his Torah studies, and he must turn, transform his Torah studies into prayers, as is printed in Lesson 25 of Likute Moran, Tinyana, the second volume. When Rabbeinu was speaking about this, Amarli, he told me, He said it would be good for me to write the prayers, to write them for myself. Rabbeinatan is saying this. He's saying that Rabbeinu told me that it would be good to do it for myself. That he said I should start this practice. And Rabbeinatan said, and then I saw, and I understood. Rabbi Nathan says, I focus specifically on his tnuot, on his movements. Uh, Rabbi Nathan says, I focused on Rabbeinu's, his gestures, his holy gestures. And I understood from his holy gestures, I could, I could derive from it, or deduce from his holy gestures, that um, this was something that was wondrous and very, very awesome, very lofty. To turn one's Torah into tefillah, to turn one's studies into prayers. That means when you study a certain lesson that has certain advice in it, for example, um, when Rabbeinu says that it's very good to pray out loud in lesson five, that means when, <clears throat> and to, what do you call it? To pray out loud so that your mind, um, so that the voice can uh, hit the mind and the mind can transform that voice into thunder to, to straighten the crookedness of the heart. When Rabbeinu says this, it's, look at what Rabbi Nathan says in the Ikut Tfilot. Rabbi Nathan does an entire Tfilot about this, saying, Hashem, let me pray out loud so that what? I can, uh, I can uh, straighten the crookedness of my heart. So when you study that, you immediately go to prayer. Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael, she said that uh, today, anything that Rabbeinu writes has to be... Uh, has to be done with tefillah, has to be uh, paired with tefillah. Anything you write in Sefer Amidot, for example, that when you look at the sky, um, it brings you emunat chachamim, a clear sky. Rabbi Nun writes in Sefer Amidot, that when you look at a clear sky, and there's no clouds and everything, that it brings you emunat chachamim. Rabbi Yisrael said that this is only possible when you pray on it. You, do, you look at the sky and then you pray, Hashem, grant me emunat chachamim. Rabbi Yisrael said, nothing exists today without tefillah. Everything we have to go through prayer. Everything. So we see here the importance of tefillah. And uh, that Torah and Tfilah together is the highest thing. Um, so Rabbeinu continues on this, um, um, on this subject. And as Rabbeinu said, that from these uh, prayers that uh, come from these Torah studies, these lessons, it makes tremendous uh, pleasures up above for Hashem. 
Hashem derives tremendous enjoyment from these uh, prayers that uh, come from one's studies. Also one time, Rabban was once speaking with an individual. Rabbanu expressed his great desire, his great longing that uh, a person, that this person were to were to take his Torah studies and to make prayers out of them. And I said, oh sorry, and Rabbanu said, I desire very much that you transform your Torah and tefilot into tefillah. I desire that a person does this, but I don't know who to hand this task off to. What the Rabbanu understood later was that Rabbi Natan was the one who took it upon himself. So it's incredible to see how Rabbi Natan, Mamash, just from one gesture that Rabbanu gave to him, saying that it's so big to do this, or that he told Rabbi Natan, I would like for you to do this to yourself. Imagine now, now one of the most fundamental books of Tzfilah, the entire world, Ikut Tzfilot, which Rabbi Natan said is Lemana um, He said it's Sha'arnun, it's the 50th gate, it's above Ruach HaKodesh. Likut Tzfilot is Sha'arnun, it's the 50th gate. Even Moshe Rabbeinu, even Moshe Rabbeinu was journeying to get to the 50th gate, Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Natan saying, this is the 50th gate. This is above Ruach HaKodesh. This is above Divine Spirit. Imagine what we're talking about here. That Likutet uh, Tfilot has all these Tfilot that Mamash um, possess all the redemptions, all the keys to each and every person's problems and um, all the solutions that uh, each and every person needs. Rabbi Yisrael Dovodeser Saba, he said about Likutet Tfilot that when Mashiach is going to come, He's going to ask everyone, why didn't you open up Likut Tfilot? You had all these gifts and all these treasures and you didn't open up Likut Tfilot. Why didn't you open up Likut Tfilot? Everybody's going to think that the Mashiach is going to give a new book, a new sefer, this and that. He's going to open up Likut Tfilot and he said, why did, he's going to say, why didn't you pick up Likut Tfilot when you needed to? This is the book, why didn't you pick it up? So we can see here the importance of prayers, especially Likut Tfilot. That when you study Likut Moran and then you go to Likut Tfilot, you, you create shashuim, you create enjoyment for Hashem that have not existed in the world, as we're going to see towards the end of this section. And when Rabenu says something, don't think for one second that it's exaggerated. When Rabenu says something, it's emet la mito. It's the truth of truth. It's the highest point of truth. So when Rabenu is saying something, he's not exaggerating. He's telling you the way it is. The way it is in its truth, in its highest point of truth. And uh, we're going to see here towards the end to show you how big it is, what Rabenu says. One time, one time Rabenu showed me a book that was just recently published called Yadaktana. I think it was published in 1800 in Lemberg. Um, it's called The Small Hand, this book. Now, Rabbeinu had this book. He got this new book. And uh, he was <coughs> showing Rabbi Natan this book. Uvasov, at the end of this book, specifically in the 12th chapter, it explains over there, it explains several concepts explained in the form of prayers that these concepts, these chidushim that it brings down in the book, are actually explained in the way of tefillah. He actually transforms the chidush into tefillah. To Hashem. That, he's, that he transforms this, this novelty that he's bringing down into a prayer that's directed to God. And he begins every subject as he, brings, he begins every new subject that he wants to teach. He starts it by saying, my God, as a tefillah, to show you, look what we're talking about here, it's amazing. Again, he says, my God. Rabbi Natan says that Rabbenu called me and he summoned me over and he commanded me to analyze and to look into this book, to study deeply. And he hinted to me as if he was speaking. 
You can see here, Rabbeinu is telling Rabbi Natan, essentially, that you can see here that the author is making many teachings into prayers. He's taking all his new novelties, all his new Torah, and he's turning them into, into prayers. And Rabbeinu hinted to me, Rabbi Natan saying, that Rabbeinu told Rabbi Natan, he said that his desire was very much that uh, Rabbi Natan were to turn his Torah, or not Rabbi Natan necessarily, but anyone were to turn his Torah, his lessons, into holy, uh, his holy lessons, and to turn all of them into prayers. And we see that Rabbi Natan did this in a book called Dikut Tfilot, which today, this book of Tfilah, nothing, I, uh, What's the, what goes higher than Likud Tfilot? Because this was the Rabbanu's way. That he would always, that his way was always to hint to certain things that were very lofty in the most trivial way, in the most trivial manner, in the, the most casual fashion. Rabbanu wouldn't emphasize something so important with tremendous uh, fervor and stuff like that. Like uh, maybe fervor, but not, he wouldn't exaggerate saying, Oh, do this, it's very important, do this, when something was very important, you know? Even when something was very important, something was very high and very lofty, Rabbeinu would, wouldn't explicitly uh, force everyone to do this. Because it was so difficult for Rabbeinu. In fact, Rabbeinu didn't want to, but it was extremely difficult for him to express his, um, his dad, his consciousness, what he wanted to express explicitly. It was impossible for him to tell us what he wanted explicitly because of the great accusations that would be made above and all the obstacles and for many, many other reasons that we have no idea. Meaning when Rabbeinu knew was something important, he couldn't explicitly tell us it was so important simply because of the accusations. When Rabbeinu, if Rabbeinu were to say it uh, explicitly, then the, the accusing angels and would, would grab them and uh, turn them into something completely different and Rabbeinu couldn't afford that so he used to hide them. It's like what Rabbeinu says in Lesson 5 that sometimes when the decree is already brought down you have to, you cannot pray explicitly anymore praying to help you nullify the decree. You have to give stories. Meaning Rabbeinu is always hinting and he's always telling us in stories and, and parables and and uh, and hinting, gestures. So as not to uh, give this idea over to the Satan and his evil for and the evil forces. Alken, therefore, Ramaz bidrachim nifaim Rabbeinu hinted in awesome ways. Kedesh Adam beatzmo yavin dato meilav imirte. Rabbeinu hinted in his own awesome way um, this idea that a person should turn one's Torah studies into prayers, so that what a person should understand it. Um, on his own if he so wants. If a person is willing and he's open-minded and he wants, then he will understand the, the intention of Rabbeinu. Just like Rabbi Natan understood it and did an entire sefer, uh, maybe the high sefer that, uh, of tefillah that exists, Likut uh, et something that goes, that's higher than Ruach HaKodesh, can you imagine? And there's uh, subjects, what awesome, wondrous subjects with regard to... Um, or there's awesome ideas and, and things we could say about Rabbeinu's holy practices um, that Rabbeinu used to engage in. And it's impossible to describe these things the way Rabbeinu used to do, so, used to do things. It's uh, very difficult to express this, Rabbi Nathan saying. Imagine if Rabbeinu is hinting to everyone the importance of this thing, but he can only hint to it and he can only express it explicitly. Imagine what Rabbeinu, is talk, what Rabbeinu has to go through to, to bring us down an idea. It's uh, very difficult, of course. Gamama, Rabbeinu also said, and this is what I want you to highlight. This is so important. This is huge. Look what Rabbeinu says. Look at the words. 
When a person turns his, his studies into prayers, you create from this enjoyments and pleasures and um, delights up above. That these delights have never, these delights as big as this, have never been brought to Hashem since the day of creation. Since the beginning of the days of the world. Can you imagine the Rabban was saying that when you read Likutei Tfilot after Likutei Moran, imagine what we're talking about. When you do Ibodadut over the studies that you're doing, that when you study in Lesson 6 of Likutei Moran, the Rabban says, when you get embarrassed, you should stay silent and you should judge the person positively. That when you pray about this, imagine what you do after you just studied it to go into the room to do Ibodadut and to pray to Hashem Ibach to help you fulfill this. Imagine the delights that you create before Hashem Ibach. Rabban was saying, since the day of creation, delights like this haven't existed. Kanit Pasch Vaubach, the Matat Filot, is already brought down in the introduction to the Kutet Filot. So imagine when you read the Kutet Filot what we're doing. And more than this, Rabbeinu reinforced us to do this. Rabbeinu reinforced us more after the, um, in the holy conversation that he gave us, that he spoke after he gave the lesson, lesson 67 of the Kutet Morantiniana. A uh, very beautiful, most one of the most incredible lessons, um, which Rabbeinu explains why the Torah starts with the word Bereshit and ends with the with the words Enekol Israel, and uh, Rabbeinu puts the entire Torah all together in one. Uh, in this lesson, lesson sixty-seven of Likutei Moran Tinyana, something incredible that Rabbeinu brings down over there in that conversation which he gave after the lesson is that Rabbeinu says that with regard to his Torah, his Torah is, is so holy that it, it predicts all the future events. Rabbeinu said, "You can find all the future in my Torah." He says, even when something happens, you'll see that it was all hinted to in my Torah. For my Torah, um, you can understand and see everything um, in my Torah. It reveals that which is hidden and the future events. So we see how important it is to reinforce ourselves in these teachings. For Rabbeinu, he encompassed everything. Rabbeinu said, all my Torah, one Torah of mine can go through the entire Torah, the Midrashim, the, the Kabbalah, the Sodot, the Zohar, everything. Rabban writes this in Chaim Morani. It can go through Kol Torah Shabbat and all the Sodot of the Kabbalah. Uh, so, what we're talking about is uh, is incredible. The Rabbanu has already brought down all the remedies. It's just a matter of opening up the Sefer and trying to apply to the best of our ability to pray, to study, to pray, to study, to pray. Um, that's the Avodah that Rabbanu wants us to engage in. So, Bezat Hashem, may we have the merit, and uh, that's it. God willing, we'll do two podcasts. Two lessons, next podcast, 146 and 147, Mizrat Hashem.